The amount of times that my phone has uh, miswritten uh, Lumberg as different things. Oh, really? oh my god. <laughs> it, the, it was so desperate to turn it into a Lamborghini. Like... <laughs> Bill Lamborghini. Every time. Which is a great name, by the way. Yeah. Bill Lamborghini. I don't trust him as a man, but... No. <laughs> that, that's a great name. He'd be like the worst rapper in the rap crew. Yeah. <laughs> He would. He would. Yeah. People would be like, this song's great, even with a Bill Lamborghini verse on it. Yeah, he hangs out to, like, the fourth verse. If your song has a fourth verse, <laughs> he's there, you know? Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's the only time he's allowed to get on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Often some songs fade out, like, weirdly in the middle of the third chorus, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's so they had to cut out the Bill Lamborghini verse. Yeah. <laughs> he was just getting started, and he's fading out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just hangs out at the studio and when he hears a verse, like a song getting a little longer, he's like, ooh, time for Bill. Time for Bill. He has keys to every studio. Oh no. <laughs> That's a secret. Keys yeah. to every studio and every Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, shout outs to you, uh, I Bill. trust him. Yeah. yeah. I, you shouldn't. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and I'm your I'm your senior synergy analysis mm. around these parts. And um, if you just follow me through this these cubicles here, you're going to meet your um, your supervisor in oh. your sinks. It's James Barron. Hi, James Barron, key su- sink supervisor here. At the office <laughs> of St. Floyd. Um, how's it going? Uh, we're, we're ready to talk about the office dynamics of our podcast, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the movie Office Space. Yeah. yeah. This is Office Space's performance review. It's been, you know, it's been a film for about 21 years, 22 years. Yeah. It's been doing, doing, we're very happy with its work, but we do need to, you know, see how it's syncing up with Pink Floyd's album. Yeah, man. I feel like a lot of our podcast is reviewing how well films hold up now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's because they decided to stop holding up. Yeah. And this this film is no exception, really. But we'll yeah. get into it as we uh, break down the film. But yeah, have you seen Office Space? Have you seen it before today? Or... I had. I saw it when I worked in my very first office. Oh, wow. And it was very good to like suddenly realize like oh this stuff is happening to everyone yeah yeah i think i watched it um this is so specific but i watched it just before daylight savings started meaning suddenly it was lighter and like a weird sleepy energy around the office yeah and it was really it felt like i was like the character in office space like i just had this greater peace on me and like kind of could see everything for how it was yeah, man. And it, it was very nice. And then I got used to Daylight Savings and that ended. <laughs> oh, well. It's nice for a time, though. I like that good yeah. energy to Daylight Savings. Whenever that hits me, I'm just like a groggy mess. That's no yeah. good. I, I, I take it very poorly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that it's positive for you. Oh, no, man. It's a weird one. Like, I find this... We're in, you know, April now. Yeah. I think it's May when you hear this, but, like, this Daylight Savings is the tough one because it's, like, it's dark. It's, you know, 
yeah, you need to fall to go to bed earlier. You kind of realize you're in your office for most of the daylight. Yeah. Yeah, the daylight has not been saved, if you ask me. No, we're not using it for fucking anything, that's for sure. We are yeah. <laughs> we are slaving away in offices. That's the real truth of the matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I chose this film oh. because I've just started a new job and I'm in an office again. And it just reminded me, it all came flooding back to me. Like, oh, wow. All the, all the office-y stuff. Like, this yeah. movie paints office life in a really bad light, but I really love having office jobs. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind of oh. interesting. Tell us about it. What's your favorite part about an office job? Oh, man. I just, like, I, it's definitely not the bad things that this movie talks about. Like, all the, uh, like, just minutiae of the office where all the people are, like, very fake and things like that. Like, it, I don't, yeah. in my experience, office jobs are not like that so much. Um I just like I don't know. It's like going in and doing doing a job and <laughs> like hanging out <laughs> with a bunch of people. You get to talk to people and you're not like required to like I don't know. You're not required to um like have a spiel or like a uniform really. You can yeah. just wear like kind of whatever. Yeah. I like I think it's like one of the cushier jobs out there, but like job varietals but it, it does mm. come with its fair share of uh downsides as we'll see when in the movie but i like yeah. i personally like office jobs so I, I will say of the jobs i've had and i'm worried i'm gonna accidentally complain about a job i've had and oh like, no ruin my future career <laughs> on mic but like of the ones i've had the ones where there's been more kind of office uh oh, like bureaucracy and like meetings about strategies and mm. like catchphrases and stuff those jobs have been you know very secure very yeah. like, positive like you feel way yeah you feel safer you feel like less stressed and i think in that regard yeah the weird office cult we've all decided on is quite nice yeah true it totally yeah. is a cult isn't it like yeah it's so weird like all the all this stuff has just been put together in such a way that everyone needs to manage everything and account yeah. for everything and therefore basically any kind of operation any kind of function of being a human there's an office behind how that runs like whoa you know like <laughs> it's pretty wild to think about that yeah but that is definitely the case yeah yeah oh man i did um like i think it was an xkcd comic from years and years ago points out that like everything you see in the world probably had someone frustrated making it so probably. it's also good to know that everything you see in the world it probably had a long like email chain yeah. and a weird micromanagery boss <laughs> and all the stuff behind it <laughs> in a way that's reassuring about uh modern society that that's the case we've reached this yeah. point of efficiency where we can employ <laughs> so many people to do this exact thing to like yeah help, help life happen kind of you know yeah yeah there you go oh man ah oh. very let's see we're yeah we're loving offices apparently <laughs> i didn't yeah. know that about myself until i started <laughs> but like yeah this movie yeah. written while like one of the rare kind of hollywood because uh mike judge has been a the director has yeah. been like a um comedy kind of guy for years but he also was a software engineer first Oh, right. So that he saw a lot of um, what office life was like, especially mm. the kind of one he's writing about. So, like, it was very, at the time, incredibly, like... It was probably, like, how we now just have memes. We're like, 
Oh yeah, life is easy to sum up in fun jokes. Yeah. For those people in the 90s, I assume I sound so young, <laughs> those people in the 90s were probably like, whoa, I'm not like alone in this world. I have like, yeah. a movie finds the things I find annoying, annoying. Yeah. That is def- definitely the ca- catharsis of office space and that it like yeah. takes all of the things that people hate about jobs or like, like not, not just office jobs, but like also like front of house kind of uh, yeah. service industry kind of things. And, um, like, puts them all on display and, like, kind of destroys that or, like, says, like, this movie is saying, yeah, man, that sucks. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's fine to, like, not not enjoy those parts of of your life or, you know, it sort of relishes in that, which is cool. And, like, focuses on uh, enjoying, like, the small parts of life like, mm. outside of your job, you know? Like, and that's the lesson here, you know? Yeah, for sure. We, if we're moralizing again on the pod, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, that's, it's like, yeah, find the thing that makes you, makes you happy in life. Yeah. Well, this is, like, it's wild that this is the message of this film, and it's the message we accidentally found in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Which is both, like, you don't have to be you know, classically successful to be happy. You should just be happy in your work. Pretty which much. Which is very upsetting because that was in Latin, our high school's motto. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm... and I'll pray felicitous meant be happy in your work. Man, I completely forgot that. Dang. Yeah. Isn't that worrying, though, that it's taken us, what, like, 12 years to actually learn that? We've finally figured it out. They shouldn't have put it in Latin. That was the real problem. <laughs> yeah. They didn't teach us Latin at school. Like, how are <laughs> exactly. we going to figure that one out? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm not going to pay attention in assembly. That's like, that is just no. not going to happen, you know? So when they're talking about all this stuff and the three-legged stool and all <laughs> all this, all the moralizing that they do, it's amazing that anyone yeah. listens to us since we do so much moralizing. But <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah, like in high school, I'm not going to be paying attention to that. No way. No. But hey, we high learned the lesson. assembly is to set you up for an office like wow empty catchphrases empty listening like it's, it's perfect for it it's definitely setting you up for like board meetings i think like yeah that or just yeah meetings in general i think yeah that you get everyone is there and they have to talk about a certain level of information and there are definitely gonna be, be people that don't want to be there <laughs> yeah that's just how it is you know like sometimes you just need to get people in a room and talk to them and explain something rather than sending out a mass email, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so it goes. So it goes. <laughs> Should we get into how this will sync up with our friends in, Sync- in Pink Floyd? In Sync Floyd? In Sync Floyd. Yeah. It's just us here, man. There is no other friends yeah. at the moment. No guest oh. stars that I'm aware of, but maybe over the course of the pod, we'll find some um yeah well actually you know i've got a guest star here it's um stephen root who played milton but i forgot to give him a microphone so yeah he's just gonna be so you can't hear him at all lightly mumbling in the background <laughs> yeah and, and... it's mumbling too quiet yeah he's doing a lot of complaining but you're not no one's paying attention to that so yeah don't worry about it all right let's die i don't know why we invited him in he's hating on this podcast <laughs> that's all right <laughs> no one it doesn't matter he'll, he'll figure it out by the end yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah let's let's do it man let's go dive right, right in. um yeah opening titles and the heartbeats which is my new band that i'm starting um <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, 
And this week I decided to change things up a little bit just for me. And that instead of doing a regular watch, I like, had, I did everything normal. So don't freak out. But, um, okay. I decided to blast the Floyd into my, <laughs> into my ear holes. I cranked <laughs> it this week. It was just Ooh. real loud. <laughs> I don't really know why I did. But I, yeah, this time, usually my, uh, like computer headphone would be on, uh, I mean my, uh, <laughs> my Netflix headphone would be on like, uh, 20 ish. And this week it was yeah. like upwards of 40, 50. So we're double, Whoa. we're double volume. <laughs> <laughs> the Floyd boys uh-huh. are loud and personal in my head. They are right, right next to me. So. There you go. I'm fascinated in the difference this is going to make. Okay. <laughs> it's so strange. It's very strange, but probably not a huge amount of difference. I, but I just wanted to, like, see how it felt. Yeah. To just be front row <laughs> for Dark Side of the Moon. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, movie starts with, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. Another thing that people complain about constantly, you know. It's, it's setting oh, the yeah. tone for, like... Um, yeah a relatable protagonist in shit situations you know um yeah with our boy peter here um i feel like it's suiting breathe kind of well i don't know why it's just like i i would enjoy listening to breathe while commuting Mm. to work if i didn't do this show but um what yeah it's definitely the bumper to bumper like break stop yeah stop is very much it's in time with the old speak to me kind of rhythm yeah and so you feel like the way he feels when he switches the lane when the breathe guitars kick in yeah yeah definitely yeah the only way it would sync better is if it did then immediately stop playing breathe and started over again every like couple (laughs) seconds that would be very useful but sadly no the the album has places to be um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it's like murphy's law is kind of applying to uh character here and that he's switching lanes between like and then the lane that he just left starts free flowing of traffic you know oh it's yeah. bleak outlook and there's a like old man walking on by with his walker outpacing yeah. the cars it's very good um we also see um michael and smear on their way to work as well michael is just yeah. rapping his ass off <laughs> in his car which is massively relatable to me <laughs> yeah it's very good uh a lot of good um rap music in this yeah classic absolutely. rap tunes yeah as the soundtrack to this movie that we are not going to be hearing but yeah um yeah and it uses it um i think like i don't know how many films were doing this in the 90s but like the um the idea of contrasting like banal office life mm. with like uh 90s 90s hip-hop as well which was very like about authenticity and like living like, yeah. on the street and finding the best in it and then to show it with these mundane like broken office guys like yeah. really new a little problematic but the film also addresses it immediately by having michael see a guy yes. um an african-american guy selling flowers and lock his windows yeah lock his doors just showing like the hypocrisy of that like yeah that exactly. he loves this music but like doesn't want to mess with any of the real stuff that it's talking about you know yeah yeah there you go much like popular culture does indeed oh shit get oh, roasted yeah. real life <laughs> people of the world um and real life 
Get out of here. Get out of here. Let's talk about <laughs> films. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah. But they're rocking up to their jobs at Innotech, which is like a generic Enron-esque um, mm. office place where people work. There's even like um, a giant abstract art piece out the front. It's yeah. just like random geometric shapes like mashed together, which is just so oh. like typical office stuff. Uh, yeah, I they re- love those kind of things. Yeah, I really wish we saw more of the, like, corporate logo and letterhead and stuff like that, because that mm. stuff fascinates me. Like, the, like, the design surrounding really, like, boring office spaces and, like, I've got an accounting degree, so I see this kind of stuff a lot, where yeah. people have to, like convey visually what a company does yeah and they re- are clearly struggling it's like yeah. there is definitely a spectrum of bad corporate logos but oh for sure i've been lucky enough to see a few like corporate brand guidelines and when they have to tie it in with the spirit and make oh, it because no one wants to look corporate no so like they have to try to make it look as fun as possible and it's always the exact same um two public domain images that are out there there's a guy lying on his couch with his phone looking up smiling yeah and it's a sunny day and then there's a man in a boardroom with a big beard wearing <laughs> a uh, a cap looking at his phone i've seen so many new zealand companies use those two images wow love it. what yeah. what are these guys are doing how do they relate to the are these the like like uh personas that the company's trying to cater for or are they just like i think so random i think the men? idea is the first one's the customer and the second one's usually the, the like, employee. Okay, man. Yeah. Wearing but a... neither of them are. They're both stock photo actors. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a, a cap inside an office is quite rare. So that kind of surprised me that that's the office guy. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, so my first um, really corporate job, it started off being like shirt, dress pants, yep. um, tie, not quite tight ties, but like no. you could get away with a tie. And then this one guy started, and he started off wearing, like, little cheese cutter hats. Mm. Then casual Fridays, he switched to snapback caps. Nice. Then those snapback caps showed up on Thursdays, Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Mondays. <laughs> He'd got the full week. By the end of, like, a couple months, everyone was just wearing t-shirts and snapbacks. And, like... Man. He did it. He did it with power and confidence. What a and genius. Amazing. That's, yeah. yeah, this guy would do well in the film of Office Space, I feel. like yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. really impressive. My goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that rules. I, I love that, like, slow progression. Yeah. Man, maybe I'll try that at my job. Probably not, uh, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, yeah, so another thing that happens here at the start is that um, I, he gets, like, a little electric shock from touching the door handle as he like the first like fuck you of his job other yeah. than other than the commute obviously but i just love that that's like a little detail here ah uh, that is so the stuff i take personally like if my swipe card at a job doesn't work i'm like you did this <laughs> this is a place of crime <laughs> yeah. how dare you do this to me it's like a personal affront by the building yeah. against you that's amazing oh absolutely yeah yeah Oh, man. I don't think I have been... I'm not subject to many electric shocks um, and that I probably don't drive anywhere, but, like, I think that's why people get electric shocks. That's my theory. Um, oh, yeah. That you're, like, not grounded as you're driving, right? And then 
the yeah. first metal that you touch you get like zapped yeah so. i never thought about that that's amazing do you wear yeah. a lot of fluffy sweaters not commonly i'm a yeah those I'm, also I'm, generate a lot of electricity i'm a big heavy jacket guy so you are yeah that's good that's my move but yeah. i'm not i'm not a sweater guy maybe i'll get into being a sweater man now that i uh have an office job we are allowed to wear sweaters so there you oh go. yeah yeah i'm breaking the rules yeah. by wearing big jackets so <laughs> dunked uh <laughs> it's so cold you're gonna but... have in a couple months bigger and bigger jackets are gonna start showing up oh, in the office because yes. of you hell yeah i want like a <laughs> um talking heads level of big jackets yes. to start rolling in just everyone's wearing yeah. these massive jackets in the office it'd be great um, yeah <laughs> it's just slowly. a bunch of david burns and like yeah. 70s era pimps yeah. like huge fur coats <laughs> yes that's the the office culture that i want uh absolutely oh my oh, goodness yeah. um yeah no I, I really want to own like six versions of the same jacket now so that i can do that it just gets slowly yeah. like looser and looser fitting so that i, I look like i'm shrinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah It'd be great that's a sweet oh, yes. prank for like just me <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about that like if you can do performance art in your office yeah pranking yeah yourself <laughs> please do pranking my wallet more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah yeah uh but yeah the the lo- my first sync here is the pink floyd at the end of breathe sing uh race towards an early grave right as peter sits down in his cubicle so it's like damn oh that's brutal uh, i didn't even notice that one but yeah he's like finally at work um yeah and yeah uh there's like a series of um interactions with managers about his tps reports which we never find out what they are but they're just like no. um just generic reports and yeah they're just the escalation of multiple managers telling him the exact same thing and not listening when he says yeah like yeah i just forgot like it's not the thing that you're trying to say that it is like it's it's fine and also it goes out tomorrow so don't worry about it and then like yeah three different people talk to him about it it's like oh my god (laughs) so accurate yeah um but yeah and that happens as we like go into on the run um and then yeah we meet um samir and michael properly who share a cubicle and they're like yeah getting real angry about a paper jam on a printer uh, have you ever experienced troubles with printers, Gareth, in your jobs? I was inexplicably, I've been given, I think twice now, different jobs, I've been given the role of person who looks after the printer. Yeah, same. And it's, it's savage. Like, some, the ways printers can figure out how to get jammed is like, yeah, man. if we could weaponize that, we'd be going to the moon <laughs> and destroying it. Like... <laughs> It's amazing when you pull out a piece of paper after like your arm has been coated in ink oh. and like turn into a tentacle trying to reach it. Yeah. And it's like the tiniest scrap. It's amazing. We had um a guy had to come in all the way across town and because our printer was meaninglessly jammed and he just had to flick one piece of paper, oh. like the holder of a piece of paper over. Oh no. It was like on a 90 degree angle when it needed to be on a like 45 and then we could print again that's immensely frustrating oh my gosh yeah so very relatable uh for you specifically i love it yeah yeah i know you've got you've had printer troubles before oh, i've totally. seen you with this I, yeah with this movie and its gifts yeah man i yeah definitely over, my, over the course of my life i've been i've been the printer guy as well 
and the person that people come to when the printer is jammed and I'm like, oh, come on guys, it's really not hard. Like, yeah. learn the machine. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I've definitely been that guy. So yeah, this movie is uh, one of my favorites. I think just because of that, like just, yeah. just the relatability <laughs> of the printer scene that we'll get to, like it's a good time yeah um but yeah we'll get i will say if you're young everyone wants you to fix their it issues oh my god yeah and if you're in any way seem arty people will think you can fix their printer definitely yes that and like do uh like pull images out of thin air for free is another thing yeah <laughs> that i get asked <laughs> yeah. for all the time but yeah oh man um but yeah, uh, we also get the crash sound and the clocks going off uh, in this sequence. They really don't sync with anything that I could spot. Your thoughts? No. Um, um, so Samir does say it's early while the clocks are going off. Okay. Which, That's pretty good. I don't know. It's like the Pink Floyd are like, well, it's not that early. They're, you know, you're, yeah. out, you're out of time. Maybe he wasn't expecting it, the, the, all the clocks yeah. going off. And he's just <laughs> commenting on that. He's like, oh, it's, it's early. All right. Okay. Yeah. We've barely started. But at this point, it's deep into the clocks. So yeah. it feels like, yeah. Okay. Well then, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they go over the to um, Tchotchkes, which is like this kitschy, uh, like hard rock cafe kind of place. Yeah. Like a TGI Fridays. Yeah. Um, yeah, that equivalent, um, where you can get various foods and the people, <laughs> the people dress, uh, uh, the uniforms there are really kitschy and terrible. They've got to wear like striped shirts and suspenders covered in badges, yeah. um, which we'll later find out is a requirement, which is yeah. genius. Like the, the writing in this for, for that, uh, reason is so indicative of like, the hypocrisy in this kind of service industry job right like mm. they want people to um express themselves and therefore have written it into their contract that they have to express themselves and if they with a like minimum level <laughs> it's yeah it's insane like it's very good um but yeah uh they go get some food and michael talks about developing a virus that he'll deploy if they don't start getting treated <laughs> better at the office uh which will come up later um yeah and peter's obsessed with the tchotchkes uh waitress here play played by uh jennifer aniston shout outs to you uh yeah great from the hit tv show yeah Ferris Bueller. that's right yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> i can't think of any other show she's been in but no yeah. she's in that movie where the millers yeah doesn't she with, make... you know with her dear friend her friend was in it jason sudeikis yeah one of her close yeah. friends yeah yeah she's she's known for her friends I but think... yeah other than the ferris bueller short-lived ferris bueller spin-off tv show yeah can't really think of much she's been in no she make like a cameo appearance in um uh what is it Ugh. The the movie with the, the the show with Courtney Cox, um, well, oh, Cougar, Cougar Town. Town, yeah, she makes yeah, ah, oh, one of the biggest um Courtney Cox TV shows. Yeah, that's Cougar the one Town. that I know her from. Uh, yeah, and they're pretty close friends, so it makes sense that they'd hang out on mm. the on the show together. But yeah, um, anyway, here she is, and uh, yeah, it's, it's she's great. Um, and yeah, she's gonna play a bigger role in the film. Um, but uh, Peter talks about going to a hypnotherapist. 
because uh, he hates his job, I think. He's just, like, really dissatisfied. Yeah. And he's going to go with his current girlfriend, Anne, who doesn't really get a role in the film. She's just sort of this no. nasty, another nasty part of um, Peter's life in the background. Yeah. We see her once. Um, and, yeah, uh, as they're going back, a guy, uh, Tom from the office runs over to tell them about a, di- a downsizing that's going to be happening at the company uh, that he's really worried about. So he thinks that like everyone's going to be fired, especially yeah. him. He's really worried for his job. Later on, we find out what his job is and I too would be worried, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He like, they have a chat in the cubicle and he's wants to become famous for like a real cheap invention. He like really respects the person who made the pet rock, which I find really mm. funny. And, um, he, yeah, he has an invention, the jump to conclusions, Matt, uh, Gareth, we're the shark tank, uh, judges. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on the jump to conclusions, Matt. I mean, I love it. I think it's a great idea i think i just don't com- in any way understand it yeah the idea that it's different conclusions written on a mat and you jump to it yeah like, i'm here for the pun yeah definitely yeah pun good but execution ba- much like this podcast like name <laughs> very good uh <laughs> actual content <laughs> well, yeah a little middling yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's a big roast on myself Damn. <laughs> definitely the kind of thing you'll describe to someone you know in the office yeah and they'll be like oh oh okay so how do, why, why does that work but why <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that's yeah I've, yeah I've definitely experienced that it's, it's a fun time yeah so this is the jump to conclusions matter podcast absolutely yes yeah yeah uh, i'm fine with that i'm happy yeah it works out for tom so you know heck yeah um but <laughs> But yeah, um, oh, yeah, they're just having some more chats about like being very dissatisfied with their jobs. And then they talk about what they do with a million dollars, which is like, they say that that's what they were asked by like careers advisors when they're in high school, yeah. college kind of times. And it's supposed to indicate what kind of job you should go to in the future. And Peter says that he never had an answer um, for that question. I think that's really interesting. I've never, I don't yeah. think my careers advisor ever asked me that question, but yeah. No, yeah. My career advisor, I think I didn't communicate um, what I wanted to do well enough. Mm. And I think they misunderstood and thought I wanted to be an architect. So I went to the open day of the architecture school and like I mean, me being 17 yeah. and having no idea what the hell is going on in life. <laughs> I just was like, instead of speaking up and saying, no, no, I should go to the design school. I just went and it was like the one that was 40 minutes out of town. Oh my God. And yeah. So strange. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, my career's advisor, I remember like I, I wanted to do something completely different to what I want to do now. But um, yeah, I was, I was like, it was very easy for me and that I had a really clear cut answer for them about what I wanted to do. And because they have to talk to like a hundred different people and honestly yeah. don't care what uh a like high schooler wants to do with their life but that's their job <laughs> yeah. like they're just like oh thank god you know exactly what you want to do leave this leave this office <laughs> space and go be free my child you know that's what <laughs> yeah. it felt like anyway um god imagine going into like there would be so many kids these days going to the career advisors and just pitching their podcast ideas oh definitely yeah i'm amazed uh, that i w- didn't do that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
this is very new thing podcasting yeah coming out i'm gonna get it on the ground floor okay teach yeah um that's what i'm gonna do yeah i'll show you <laughs> yeah yeah i always and by ground floor i do mean in 2020 yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. um yeah uh i always thought it would be interesting to tell a careers advisor that you wanted to become a careers advisor and to see what would happen yeah uh but yeah i never had the courage they just get up out of their chair and you sit down and you suddenly age and <laughs> oh, become no. the... it's like a vivarium situation where you just take over like yeah oh god that's awful it's just like, like i'm free i'm free they you like get sucked out of a genie's lamp and then you're attached into it like yeah oh god they finally age backwards to being 16 again and they're like oh yes i hope um the curse is lifted yeah. oh, no. i hope huey lewis and the news are still popular spoilers they are oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah love them <laughs> that uh yeah that back to the future intro still rips all right listen yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah um uh, what what, are we, what happens now peter um yeah he gets home and like hangs out with lawrence uh key uh character played by Diedrich bader who has this like big yeah. handlebar mustache and long hair um yeah just he's a man who is so sure of himself and understands <laughs> life he, he he is treated as like a spiritual kind of guide for yeah. Peter in this film despite being like a, a kind of a loser i love it like yeah he's great he's just got his his zone figured out and they yeah talk to each other through the wall which is something i've experienced as well very thin walls and places that you live when you're like trying mm. to survive cheaply that's very accurate you know man yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> uh but yeah he's like he's a guy who does like a bunch of like uh construction and odd jobs and things and goes where he's needed and gets a lot of satisfaction out of doing that you know yeah um yeah he uh peter asks him if uh if anyone asked if anyone would ask uh lawrence if they had a bad case of the mondays and lawrence is like no man hell no <laughs> yeah you can... treats it like it's the worst thing you could ever say yeah which I love. he's incredibly insulted he's like what the yeah. fuck who would ask that it's it's so good <laughs> um but yeah definitely case of the mondays is such a 90s kind of feeling saying yeah yeah man <sighs> all that like corporate pseudo speak with like the the kitten hanging in there you know yeah same kind of realm um but yeah i get a lot of um oh late lunch <laughs> every time i'm snacking i'm like oh late lunch Oh, man. Well, that's a late lunch. That's ruthless. I guess you're not yeah. supposed to, like, eat at your desk or whatever, but whatever, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Ah, like, that's fine. Do it. Just, mm. if you're hungry, have some food. Like, we're people, guys. <laughs> Come on. Pro advice. Chill yeah. out. Like, that's really weird to, like, be asking someone, like, oh, late lunch? Like, I... And they regret it immediately because then I'm like, oh, it's actually my third lunch of the day. Yeah. And <laughs> see, I'm... earlier I'd had this and I need to eat before, you know, I go home. I don't want to be hungry on the bus. No way. And they're like, why am I stuck talking to this boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm living that hobbit life uh, where yeah. I eat every hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I've been tracking it. You can look in my book if you want. And then they're just like, oh, God. <laughs> Good deflect. I like it. I'm doing the Samwise Gamgee diet. <laughs> yeah the samwise diet 
Oh, yeah. That's very good. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I eat every hour and obsess about my friend Frodo. Yeah, I just hang out under his window in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, like like best friends do. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah another thing i love about uh lawrence here going into like how he solved his own life how like they, they're just cracking open some beers and mid-conversation lawrence like uh is getting offered a bottle opener by by peter and he's like no need i have my own <laughs> yeah like, genius i love it like that is very true carry your own bottle yeah. opener. i do the same it's, it's yeah it's eat food if you're hungry and fo- sw- uh, carry your own bottle opener. Yeah, God, man. Don't swallow your own bo- bottle opener. No, don't opener. do that. Drink if you're no. thirsty is another hot tip. Ooh, man, we're learning everything today. All right, Like, breathe in the air. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Very sweet good. tips from this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah he asked him the the million dollar question you know what would you do with a million dollars and uh he's dead serious about um wanting to have sex with two chicks at the same time which is the reference that i awkwardly made at the end of the last podcast um (laughs) it's such a perfect joke because instead of just ending the scene on two chicks at the same time man it's like they analyze it they're like yeah wait you think you need a million dollars for that? It's like, yeah, you know. No, I mean, they're like, not every person loves money, but the kind of people who would have sex with him at the same time would probably love money. Yeah, right? Like, he's got it figured out. Like, that's his yeah. fully serious answer. And that, like, Peter laughs. He's like, oh, yeah. And then Lawrence is just, like, stone cold serious. Yeah. It's very good. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Peter says that... Um, if he had a million dollars, he would just relax. He would do nothing, is what what his yeah. answer is. That's what he really wants. He feels like his life is so chaotic and uh, out of his control, and he's very dissatisfied with how things are going, that he just, yeah, he would just sit and reprocess. And I've definitely yeah. been in that same position in my life. Like, oh, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, we see... One of the guys that are going to be doing the restructuring now, John C. McGinley, is here as one of the yeah. one of the bobs. I love John C. McGinley, by the way. Great actor. Big fan of him yeah. from, from Scrubs and other places. Uh, yeah. I listened to when we were going to do our Point Break episode, um, just so I could have something to listen to while doing the dishes. I listened to a podcast where he talked about how much he loves Bruce Springsteen. Nice. Very good. He's just like, sounded like a, he sounded a lot like um, Lawrence, to be honest. Wow. Like, just at peace of the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like most people that are really into Bruce Springsteen are the, like, Lawrence archetype. Like, yeah. that makes sense. They've got things figured out, but they are they are truly living the American dream when Bruce Springsteen's yeah. your favourite artist. Like, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. No shade on Bruce. No, I love a bit of Bruce. Yeah, man. Good times. I have this uh, beautiful memory of listening to the Bruce Springsteen greatest hits and walking around um, Sydney, oh. Australia. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Good, good sunshiny time. Very good. Yeah. Nice. Can't even tell you why I was doing that. Just enjoying I was life. like, this is my chance to get into Bruce Springsteen is I've got to do all this walking today. Yeah. There you go. You're exploring yeah. Sydney, having a yeah. having a time, listening to some Bruce, Brucey B. Yeah. On the, on the, on the pod. Get him on the pod. And I believe... <laughs> yeah. Bruce, are you available? 
you do he's doing his own pod with Barack Obama, but you know. Yeah. What about us? I mean, he's in the pod game now. Like, he, yeah, he, exactly. He knows what's up. We could get him on, I reckon. Yeah. With enough persistent phone calls. And if we Samwise it up outside his window, like... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I mean, you know he's got opinions on Pink Floyd in some way. Oh, definitely. Probably met at least one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, probably at least one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, John wow. C. McGinley is here, and um, yeah, uh, they're talking about uh, the restructuring that's about to happen, and the, the soften the blow with a Hawaiian shirt day yeah. is happening over the office, where you get to wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans in the office. What a great, what a great fun time for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, Milton is. Uh, here he's prattling on the, I don't think we've talked about Milton yet but he's this like no oh my gosh yeah he's this like he's a character like ripped straight out of Dilbert I, I think like he's just he's this... yeah Mike Judge had a cartoon about him yeah um like initially and then he when he was putting together a table read he asked Stephen Root to do the voice mm. just like as a placeholder because I think Stephen Root's on um King of the Hill as well oh right yeah yeah, but um, then he just nailed it, and it's a very, like, un-Steven Root kind of character, but I love him so much. Yeah, he crushes this. He's yeah. a very fun character, um, but yeah, like, very <laughs> oppressed in the office, but it's just too quiet and mumbly to yeah. get anything solved. Um, but yeah, I really like the joke that he's just, cry like, talking down the phone and obsessed about all the different problems that he has and we pan over and he's just talking to peter on the other end (laughs) (laughs) when they're like cubicles away from each other it's really funny um yeah uh peter's trying to like hide from lumberg his uh nasty boss who we also haven't talked about um holy cow no uh yeah the two like most iconic characters in this from office space we got too caught up in our tangents i think but yeah all right um bill lumberg that can't be us yeah who, who us no <laughs> no uh, he drives a porsche he's uh like a middle manager guy who everyone hates and he abuses the shit out of his power um that's yeah his whole deal um and yeah peter hates his guts he's trying to hide from yeah. him because he knows that uh Lumberg's gonna make him work on the weekend which is exactly what happens peter's trying to like save all his work and there's a, a agonizingly slow mid-90s computer trying to save it we yeah see, we see the like progress bar slowly filling it's very good yeah this is when money by pink floyd starts on like a ka-ching that doesn't line up with something finishing because it's taking too long to load yeah sadly no no yeah. sinking here but maybe it's when his last opportunity to escape from lumberg is that ching yeah true yeah perhaps um that's when Lumberg's having the idea to make him work on the weekend. And he's yeah. saying the ka-ching of, like, the couple cents that'll save the company. Exactly, yes. That, oh, that's so accurate, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um, but yeah, he rolls over and is like, yeah, I'm going to ask you to work Saturday and start at 8. And also come in on Sunday, too, as an added fuck you. It's amazing. Yeah. The worst. Um, yeah. Yeah, from here we go to the hypnotherapist. And he's... Uh, <laughs> Peter is outlining that every day he's had while work since working here has uh, been worse than the one before it, which is so bleak. And even the yeah. even the 
hypnotherapist is like, that's messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, breaks <laughs> his professional, <laughs> like, standpoint just to say, damn. <laughs> yeah. Which is very good. Um, and yeah, so he starts hypnotizing him to take away his anxiety about his job. It all melts away. And as he's hypnotizing him, the hypnotist uh, starts having heart palpitations and eventually has a heart attack before he can wake um, Peter out of his trance, out of his hypnotic state. So the joke is that he just has no capability to uh, be anxious or care about his job anymore yeah uh because because his hypnotherapist died before breaking him out of his trance the 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 movie sort of abandons this after a little while Mm. but um like when it sort of served its purpose as a joke but yeah that was my like one that i remember the first time i watched it because this was the idea that was the most exciting to me and it still kind of is the idea that like yeah you're just in a trance of not caring and classic like the 90s is this film's like imagine if you could care so little and like do like slack slack off so much and then achieve a huge amount from it yeah like it's the 90s dream it is the 90s but yeah as you said um it kind of gets abandoned yeah (laughs) they give up on that plot line and they're like actually we've got this office situation let's do like enron (laughs) again um it'll be it'll be funny uh yeah so that we'll get there but um yeah so peter like now has no uh no caring for his job in any way and just Mm. uh is way happier uh he's got a big old smile on his face he sleeps in till 3 30 the following day and gets a whole bunch of messages from lumberg uh i really like when he's listening to the messages and they all start off the same way with lumberg going be like oh yeah hi it's me like and he just cycles through like three or four of those (laughs) yeah it's very good um yeah there are apparently a couple extra scenes of lumberg and um the actor gary cole um asked them to be taken out because he wanted lumberg to only reveal the same emotion throughout the whole film that's i love fantastic yeah like he's he's always this like slimy uh not caring manager you know he's sort of a similar to um how peter is post-hypnotism in a way and that he just like doesn't give a fuck about his job or any like employee under him but he's in a position where that doesn't matter like yeah yeah it's interesting um but yeah the lumberg something else i really like about lumberg he has this underbite kind of thing that (laughs) gary cole's doing on purpose like jutting his jaw out if you drew that you'd look exactly like a mike judge cartoon like beavis and butthead oh nice that's very like that's very that's some like strong like he must have been a fan or something to have chosen that like made that choice yeah that's definitely a choice on the actor's part right yeah nice yeah uh, lumber gary cole oh these days um you'll find he's grown up and now oh. he's gary cole man oh <laughs> i'm sorry is, he anyway. <laughs> is that true uh, i'm sorry it's not <laughs> it's a comedy lie <laughs> a comedy lie caught oh. in a comedy lie yeah gareth blackless story um <laughs> oh no uh yeah no G- lumberg's other like defining feature is that he drinks out of a massive coffee mug much like i'm doing today um oh but yeah oh no and i've made you work on saturday i'm sorry hey man that's all right it's all good this isn't work this podcast is play alone i'm pretty sure <laughs> um yeah yeah uh but yeah uh 
Bob and Bob uh, here when um, Peter decides to make an appearance again. Um, oh, also, Anne dumps him over the phone, which I, I missed yeah. that, but whatever. It doesn't matter. She's gone from the film. <laughs> um, it, well, it doesn't matter to Peter and it doesn't matter to us, the audience. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Bob and Bob are here. I love that they have the same name. It's very good. Uh, mm. In fact, a lot of the names are just like very generically chosen, I think, on purpose to make the office more like mundane there's like tom and bob and peter yeah you know all these like classic names yeah hmm uh yeah po- P- peter instead of going to work immediately goes to tchotchkes and asks out uh the waitress joanna um which is very good she's like kind of taken aback that she thinks he's like joking which is very good um and yeah uh we get the start of the interviews uh tom is the first one up who's the guy that we talked about before who came over and yeah. talked about the restructuring he like desperately defends his job where he effectively just like talks to one person like talks to the customers and then takes that information and tells other people what the customers say and that's it like they fax him yeah and he passes the facts from one place to another um that's his job <laughs> and he also has a secretary <laughs> who like does that part for him a lot of the time it's great it's it's very silly so accurate yeah yeah um and yeah he's like very he's like you need to know how to talk to these people why don't you understand and he's like yelling (laughs) at people (laughs) you know oh it's very good um michael also has his interview I presume that there were interviews for like all the key characters and that we only get to see a couple of them. But um, yeah, Michael has his interview now and uh, he's uh, he has the I don't we didn't mention it when we introduced him, but he's uh, Michael Bolton full name. So he's constantly compared to the singer Michael Bolton and doesn't like Michael Bolton. He likes rap music. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just this horrible thing that follows him in his life all the time, having a name that's just constantly oh it's and yeah he doesn't want to have to change his name because why should he like it's his name yeah i get that like people often give me nicknames and stuff but i go by james and james alone i'm not like a jamie or a jimmy or any of that so yeah if you call me that even like just calling you by your last name feels wrong and we have but yeah i can't do it yeah so how do you feel about oh sorry no i sometimes go by baron that's okay but like okay but yeah james is is james i'm not i'm not jim i'm yeah that's just my choice i guess so and you're furious at the officer in the u.s navy who died in the 1800s yeah as well as the journalist both the english footballers footballers, the new zealand cricketer and the scottish harbour designer yeah i've I've heard you talk about oh constantly i'm constantly being compared especially to the like 1800s war veteran like yeah like that guy it's because you're both so similar yeah it's just really frustrating me whenever yeah, I, i'm both... always caught in front of like paintings of that general like as yeah well. oh it's so annoying yeah you shouldn't have named your ship also the uss essex and the uss president i know honestly. my ships are so oh. much smaller than his yeah <laughs> they're just the ones that float around in my bath <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone knows about them, but yeah. I'm constantly talking about my fleet, Gareth, alright? I'm the Admiral. 
Uh, anyway. Oh. Um, Baron, the other James Baron also um, killed a man in a duel. So oh, wow. That's man, fun. He's got that off of me as well. Yeah. Damn it. Now I need to get out there and challenge people to duels. Uh-oh. Oh, it's so annoying. Have you know. seen the... Wildly off topic. Have you seen the... Well, actually, no. Back on topic. Oh. Scary. <laughs> God. Have you seen the Funny or Die videos where they essentially deep faked the singer Michael Bolton into this role again? Wow. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Man. I've yeah, not so seen he's that. clearly like green screened or something, but he's having a great time insulting himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, I could see Michael Bolton being down for that, honestly, and that like Yeah. He seems like a pretty down to earth singer. Uh but yeah, I, I, I don't really know much about his music. I'm not a big Ma- Michael Bolton guy, but you know. No, neither. His um Netflix special just with um the Lonely Island writing it is has some very good jokes. Oh, nice. It's worth a watch. All right. Yeah. Check that out. It's a good, like, sick day watch or something like that. All right. If I get real sick from my current office job, then I will do that. The flu shot's okay. on its way, so I should be okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes, we get into us and them, and Peter has his date with Joanna. He just, like, they go to lunch uh, before he's even shown up for work. He's just, like, yeah. hanging out with her. Um, and she's talking about the pieces of flair that we kind of covered already that's required for her job. And she just grabs some random buttons and doesn't really care about what they are um, because it's a requirement, you know? She doesn't. Yeah. If she really wanted to express herself, she'd do it in other ways, you know, which is totally fair. Um, yeah. We find out that Peter's job is updating software for the year 2000 switch. Which is, again, it's just, like, such an inefficient, pointless job. Like, mm. I, I love that, that his, that's his whole job. And he'll be out of a job as soon as 2000 happens. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Y2K thing. I wonder if he was worried about that. Or if it, yeah. Yeah. I think this, is, this movie, because it's stuck around for so long, is probably one of the only um remains of a world where we were worried about y2k yeah man there were like ads and stuff on tv with a little bug yelling at us like get some water in case all the computers die like (laughs) yeah it's so weird that 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 people were worried about that but anyway oh oh yeah we've like it's wild the amount of fake apocalypses we've already lived through like yeah. really young young chaps so we had like y2k 2012 yeah, mine calendar yeah this guy in 2011 predicted that the world was going to end yeah in like may and then he updated it to six months later so we had to worry about that <laughs> i mean if, if when he updates the apocalypse like <laughs> there's, there's a like note at the top of his website saying actually it's going to be six months after i said <laughs> yeah. like oh whoopsie forgot to carry the one like that's yeah. you know yeah then i'm gonna stop believing you mate sorry yeah i'm out that's when i'm out i'm taking my tinfoil hat right off and walking out the door <laughs> uh i do like that uh jennifer aniston says Oh, well, uh, Joanna, sorry. Um, they bond over... Well, the... Jennifer Anderson does say she the does. lines. It's true. The uh, words but th- do come out of Jennifer Anderson's human mouth. It's true. Anyway. Uh, I love it when that happens. And she says um, that she loves Kung Fu. They they bond oh, over their, yeah. their love of the film Kung Fu. Uh, great stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just, yeah, the shock in her face. Like, no one's ever asked her if she loves Kung Fu before. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so sweet. 
Uh, yeah, Milton gets his office moved. He's just like continued oppression for poor Milton. And he also yeah. gets his beloved stapler taken away uh, by uh, Lumberg here. So nasty. Um, mm. Milton like says under his breath that he could set the whole building on fire. As like a muttered threat. It's very good. Um, uh, yeah, Peter finally decides to rock up to work, and <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael's like, "Fuck, you're gonna get like, you, where have you been? You're gonna get fired." And Peter's like, "I don't care, man. It's all good. Mm. I've been enjoying life." <laughs> and then uh, finds out that he has his like performance review with the the Bobs, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll go do that." <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's yeah. like, no, you'll like, you'll get fired. <laughs> you have to delay it, man. Like, and he's like, no, I'm feeling real good about this. It's like mm. big Harry Potter on the luck juice energy. It so is, yeah, yeah. Just like enduring oh positivity. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. So like, my favorite part of Harry Potter on the luck juice is Daniel Radcliffe walking past that extra and going, hi. <laughs> It's very so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's been hypnotized. Yeah. It's a yeah. great, probably the best sequence in that movie, I think, is, is yeah. the sequence where he just has the power of, of mega luck. It's great. Oh, man. Anyway, we're not talking wow. about that movie. We're talking about this movie. Um, yeah. He goes in for his performance review and, yeah, like, talks about how dissatisfied with his job he is. He says he does about 15 minutes of real work every day. <laughs> Which is yeah. bleak as hell, but you know, um, yeah, he's got like no job satisfaction and like talks for them, talks to them for a really long time. And we find out that he like gets really on side with these two bobs <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Like they're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you, you're really, it's really inefficient how your job is being run. And like, you seem like an upstanding young guy. You should be yeah. promoted. <laughs> it's very good. Uh. Again, the 90s dream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, he like says that he has eight different bosses and the Bobs are like, what? Because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're here to like get rid of inefficiency in the company and that's exactly what they're looking for. So yeah, that's very good. Um, mm. uh, yeah, they're like big fans of him. And uh, as he's leaving, Lumbu tries to conv- confront Peter and he just like navigates around him, just like walks around. <laughs> yeah it's very funny um yeah uh there's a bit where joanna gets like told off for doing the bare minimum at her job for not wearing like heaps of flair like her insane Mm. co-worker (laughs) this like oh he's like a demon man who just (laughs) he's like so super positive he's like what people want the customer service industry to be like right this yeah he's the archetypal uh person for that where he's just like constantly over the top and happy and mega outgoing and has he's covered in buttons you know like <laughs> that's what they want apparently but yeah people aren't like that so no uh yeah she's very strangely i'd find as there's a scene so he interrupts um our heroes at the very beginning mm. and like super cheerily like you want some coffee da, 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 da. yeah um hit's television show breaking bad oh. does the same scene in its final season whoa essentially a very happy man at a family restaurant interrupts them and like checks in on them man maybe and, that's like, a call out to office space yeah well there's another there's a couple other things like we're gonna see later there's a very 
like a scene that clearly inspired Breaking Bad where we see underneath a table, but they've made it glass in a cool montage, oh, which yeah. is like one of Breaking Bad's favorite tricks. Yeah. The, like, so yeah, I'm sneaky... calling Breaking Bad Office Space spinoff. Office Space 2, Breaking Bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a different man. There you go. It's the direct sequel. Same universe, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Same universe. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, uh, we get the like, the roundup with the managers about, with the Bobs, uh, talking about all the different people, um, uh, the, after the performance reviews, uh, they say they very callously talk about Milton. Milton hasn't been employed by the company for five years and no one just, no one told him and through a glitch in the system, he's still been receiving paychecks. So it's like, he's still employed, but like, so instead of telling him that he's fired, they fixed the glitch in the system. So he's just going to stop getting paid. And yeah. eventually Milton will either become destitute or leave the company. Like they say that it'll work itself out naturally, which is awful. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. It's so nasty. Uh, I'm pretty sure that stuff like this doesn't happen, but holy shit, that's awful. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they get to talking about Peter and they say that, like, he's got upper management written all over him. They love him. He's a great guy. And Lumberg is, like, <laughs> brings up the TPS reports and, like, John yeah. C. McGinley has to be, like, held back because <laughs> he's so yeah. angry. It's so good. Um, and, yeah, uh, as we get into Eclipse at the end of the, of the um, album, it's sort of been flipped on Lumberg here and that they're analyzing him now because he's mm. one of uh, his, <laughs> one of Peter's inefficient bosses. So now he's under the thumb, you know, it's good. Yeah. And yeah, as over Eclipse and the, the between playthroughs of the album, we get a montage of like Peter just enjoying his life uh mm. now that he doesn't care about his job um he's like steals lumberg's parking spot he watches um kung fu with joanna they go fishing with lawrence and there's a really gross bit where he brings a fish into work and guts it um yeah i didn't love that it's pretty gross i'm pretty sure they did this for real and it was like incredibly smelly <laughs> yeah yeah no, most definitely no good um yeah, he throws the, like, fish guts on the TPS reports. It's like a fuck you. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and he knocks his, compu- his cubicle wall down so that he can see the view at the window as well. Which is, like, again, this is all, like, dream office stuff, mm. you know. Uh, it's wild the amount of offices where people just can't see outside. Yeah. Like, see a window at all. That should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you should get paid, like, way more because you can't see a window or something. Yeah, if you're just trapped in the little cave. Yeah. And they really exemplify that with um, Milton in this film. Yeah. You know, like, and that they eventually sent him down to the basement, literally, and he's got to, like, sort out a cockroach problem. Ugh. Yeah. Ruthless. Um, very true. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's just, like, playing Tetris at his desk instead of doing any work, <laughs> which is great. Again, shout-outs out, shout to the 90s. Um, and, yeah. yeah, at the start of playthrough two, uh, Lumberg, like, comes over to him, but Peter's like, I don't care, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go talk to Bob and Bob again. Uh, and so Lumberg's, like, can't deal with that, and so takes his frustration out on Milton by, yeah, moving him to the basement, basically. 
it vents that frustration onto somebody else because he's a bad manager. Yeah. 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 It's messed Absolutely. up. Uh, yeah, the Bob and Bob tell Peter that Samir and Michael are going to get fired and that he's going to get a promotion where he has four people working under him. <laughs> Which yeah. is just like hypocrisy incarnate. And that those, those guys like work really hard and Peter's literally been doing nothing for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's great. Oh, man. Yeah, and this is kind of the moment, like we said, where he snaps out of his days. Yeah, this is but, the point, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, actually, my friends are going to get messed up. This is the point where the hypnotism bit ends, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I just wish it had been a little more clear. Like, maybe there'd been, like, a lighting change or some sort of abstract way that's like, oh, this guy's out of his trance. Yeah, if we had, like, a super fast, like, flashback to the hypnotism scene, and then we, like, pull out of, um, like, uh, Peter's eye or something, and he, like, shakes his head, like he's, like, suddenly back to normal, that would be good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's that's a free one. Yeah. <laughs> it would knock off, like, it would add some stuff to the film and change all our sinks, but I'm willing to... Yeah, so office. don't do that yeah. for us. No, just for us. Please don't add that in. Yeah. In the director's cut of Office Space. Um, the, the James... <laughs> no one's allowed to change any movie. <laughs> <laughs> the James director's cut, where I suddenly yeah. become director. Um, <laughs> you do one day of work, and then you're like, well, well director's cut. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just so method with office space that I just do literally nothing except change yeah. one scene and then, yeah, pretend like I've done a huge amount of work. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's a genius. You tell someone who tells another person that goes down seven different people into the editor ad- adds in your scene yep. and it's the office space. There you go. Meta edit. Meanwhile, I'm, a, I'm out fishing, you know? Yeah, with, baby. With my friend GB. <laughs> Out on the, <laughs> out on one of my boats. I'm like secretly not fishing because I don't eat fish, you know. Well, like, oh, another one got out. <laughs> oh, they keep whoops. falling off my rod. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I just keep accidentally just feeding them. <clears throat> I forgot to put a hook on. Secret of fishing is that it's super not about catching fish. By the way, yeah, it's about everything else, like hanging out on a cool boat with your friends. That's what fishing's really about. Yeah, if, if, God, I went, if someone does catch a fish, it ruins it. Kinda, yeah. I feel like most fishing trips that I've been on, I really enjoy every other part of the fishing trip. Yeah. You know, so yeah, let's go on a fishing trip together where we don't catch fish at all. We just hang out. out Love on the it. Boat, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they. Um, so Peter hangs out with um, Michael and then tells him about uh, the his impending uh firing uh and they just like i do like the cut of them hanging out and at uh peter's apartment and then cut to the bar after the news where they're just like yeah. heavily drinking because michael's really upset <laughs> it's very good um and then yeah um they convince uh michael to actually put his virus plan into into play he makes the virus that will bring Inotech down from within or like hmm basically profit off of Inotech. it's um it'll i'll explain it in a little bit but yeah <laughs> uh they get samir involved as well as the crash sound rolls in on yeah on on the run so yeah the scheme is in session uh but yeah the clocks go off basically over nothing again so that's two for two really where we've had like not much yeah. happen with that so that's a bad sign 
<clears throat> yeah, everyone swears to secrecy about this uh, this plan to steal some money. Um, uh, even Lawrence through the wall, which I find yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's uh, we get this little montage, the Breaking Bad moment here, where um, there it's like full on <laughs> like a, a heist is underway. Where, yeah. but they're just like writing stuff to a floppy disk and then passing it around <laughs> different computers and it it's like really easy and no one notices what they're doing even though they're acting like super shifty it's very funny um yeah yeah we also it's oh, great as well because this is on on the run so we're getting some like hacking to some on the run or actually sorry the talking about it's still on the run yeah yeah bad. But the yeah. the actual I just made me excited because it's very on the run and it made me think of Cipher from Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> I mean no. Cipher from Fast and Furious. Oh man, if Cipher was in Breaking those Bad. Combine those two. Oh no. Oh, yeah. The hacking. Cipher was in Breaking Bad. <laughs> All the cars. Yeah. <laughs> Car- cars just become increasingly unreliable as Breaking Bad goes on. Because they're yeah. just all being hacked by Cypher. Oh, no. This famous RV is just, like, being <laughs> driven around by Cypher and her plane. It's making its own drugs. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and it's rivaling. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Your car is making drugs and you go to jail. Yeah. It's like a, the Herbie of drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. It's no good. Now that's fully loaded. <laughs> Herbie fully loaded to meth. Yeah, damn, man. That's even more fully loaded. I I wasn't expecting Herbie's heel turn to come out of this podcast, no. but I'm here for it. So you know, that's great. <laughs> I mean, we knew he liked weed because his name's Herbie, but we never thought he was hey, going that far. It's a gateway, <laughs> yeah, a gateway drug <laughs> to a sequel. Oh no, Methy. Um, <laughs> Methy is a very bad name for a car. <laughs> Or basically, yeah, if your car was like possessed by a, I guess, cipher making it make its own weed, mm. uh, making its own meth, and your car was called Methy, you've got only yourself to blame. Yeah, there you go. That's, I mean, it was meant to be if it's called Methy, but yeah, it's it's not yeah. a good situation that you found yourself in. Uh, uh, in the film, we're back. Tom is. <laughs> We get uh, Tom's story of how, like, how it ends up for him. Um, he, it's very depressing. He, like, tries to kill himself, basically, because he's been mm. fired. And then decides he wants to live, sees his wife, like, and is like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Backs out of his driveway to go to work and, for the, like, final day and gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. And because he's contracted still, he gets this, like, insane settlement. <laughs> um and severance package from the job so he's like very rich and he gets to make his own uh jump to conclusions matt that we'll find out about yeah yeah <clears throat> uh this is uh so this is the final day at Inatech, i think for oh, no it can't be the final day at Inatech for michael and samir maybe it is um but as their last thing as a present to them peter steals the printer and we have the famous scene from office space where they beat the shit out of this uh yeah printer which is incredibly satisfying and also just a sweet set piece in a movie like mm. yeah i think this is is this is one is this one over damn it feels good to be a gangster i can't remember the song that's playing but it's like a sweet... uh, i can't remember either damn it feels good to a gangster is during the mon uh, to be a gangster is during the montage of him not caring i think right okay yeah. um what, what, what we're that? hearing is um 
time by Pink Floyd, and That's I true. wish it had been Great Gig in the Sky. Oh, it would have been amazing, but no, yeah. sadly not. Um, it's a it's a ghetto boys song. That's what I remember. Maybe. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they it's very satisfying them beating the crap out of this uh, this printer. Michael starts like punching it with his hand and has to be dragged <laughs> away. Like it's like a fist fight. It's very funny. Um, yeah. And then yeah, they're just like hanging out and grooving in um, Peter's lounge, having a dance, a boogie. Love it. Um, yeah. Kind of pretty stoked to see some breakdancing to Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's sweet. We've not had that yeah. much since, like, Magic Mike days, really, but... No, not really. Yeah, it's, we'll take what we can get when it comes to yeah. people grooving. Maybe we should do, like, flash dance or something next. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Or... Okay, okay. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Let's just say some seeds have been planted. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so Peter, like, mansplains the scheme that they're put in place with uh with Inatech to Joanna and it it sucks. <laughs> they get into this like <laughs> weird argument where he doesn't think it's stealing when it clearly is. Um basically yeah. I'm gonna mansplain mansplain it to you the audience right now. Um oh please do. Uh so effectively every time a transaction happens in their company they're gonna round there's some amount of cents that get round rounded off at the end of the product yeah. and they're taking those cents and putting them into an account. So it's going to uh, build up over time because there are millions and millions of transactions that take place as part of this company. So they're effectively stealing all this money that gets rounded off anyway, but it all gets adds up and goes into this account and they, they yeah. ideally won't notice. This is straight up fraud and happens a <laughs> lot. Um, so don't do this because you will go to jail. Uh, it's very yeah. real. Um, but yeah, it is, and it's been in a lot of movies. Like they mentioned Superman three, yeah, and the fact it did actually happen. Apparently, it's also in like I Love You, Philip Morris. All right, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It happened. It like happens in real life too. It's like one of the most like yeah. common like fraud things, like uh, fraud schemes that people try and get away with, but it gets caught. Like, yeah. you, you're stealing money. It's going to get caught by accountants, guys. Mm. Like, that's their whole job, <laughs> to, like, look at the accountants. Accountants know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, man, you're like, oh. You think you're looking at money. Yeah. The whole point of being an accountant is to see where all the money has gone and account for <laughs> all of it. Like, that's what being yeah. an accountant is. Like, I don't know. It's, it seems yeah. silly to try and, like, <laughs> trick that trick people that way but yeah uh people still do it um but yeah he's like explaining this to joanna and she's like how is that not stealing and they're like we'll talk about this later because we've got a party to go to um yeah, yeah they rock up to uh tom's barbecue and he's in this like full body cast and wheelchair and the guest of honor is his lawyer who got him the huge settlement payout <laughs> which is very oh, funny. i missed that that's awesome yeah um uh, and yeah, they have it like Michael and Samir talk to the lawyer about prison and what that's actually like. And now yeah. it's very bad. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, meanwhile, Tom is showing off his jump to conclusions mat that he's made. It's very funny. Oh, yeah. All the Gosh, squares. That's are... like when you play your friend your podcast in the car. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, that's a roast on us. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so they talk with the lawyer and uh, Gross Drew, who told us the story earlier uh, about Tom's situation. He like got everyone invited to this party, basically, is here. Yeah. And he's talking about Joanna and he reveals that Lumberg fucked her because that's what he says. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... And that, it, like, strikes a chord with uh, Peter. He's like, what? My horrible yeah. boss... Lumberg had sex with Joanna, my girlfriend. Oh no! Before I met her. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's like the worst possible crime to Peter, yeah. and he can't get over it. On the car ride home, they have this huge argument, and he just says his whole argument is like, "You had sex with Lumberg," and like she's like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> what of it? It's like it doesn't matter to our relationship, and he's like, "I hate that guy." It's like it, he can't get over it, and Joanna's like, "Fuck you, I'm done." yeah fair enough it's a real yeah. weird thing to obsess over like pe people's past relationships uh yeah. this is like the grossest part in the movie i think like I, it's hard it sucks it's but like i love that joanna owns it and she's like no my life is my life like, yeah the movie yeah, also kind of only half apologizes for this later on which yes I, that's the issue which i really don't like but we'll get there um we yeah. get like a nightmare from Peter's perspective of like just the like gross guy saying <laughs> Lumberg fucked her over and over again. Um and then we see Lumberg like having sex with someone off camera, but he's still got his like mug and like office yeah. glasses on, which is very funny, but you know. He even turns and talks to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. The nightmare sequences in this are very cartoony and fun. But Yeah. Uh, yeah uh joanna very frustrated uh gets like reprimanded by her boss again for not wearing more flair and she like quits she flips the bird to her manager and everyone in the re restaurant she's like i'm expressing myself motherfucker like <laughs> it's very good um and yeah uh peter goes and checks the account balance the next morning and instead of being like a couple of thousand dollars like they expected it's 300 grand in the account and they're like oh shit yeah uh what went wrong uh and they're all freaking out about this in the car michael thinks that he's put the decimal point in the wrong place but i'm pretty sure that uh he hasn't and this is just another commentary on like the inefficiency of inatech and in that um they probably do have a huge amount of money that is going through the place but no one sees any of it and oh. i think that's the like commentary that they're trying to go for here that's good yeah <clears throat> michael like blames himself he thinks he's fucked up but um yeah i think it's he's his thing worked perfectly and this is just the huge amount of money that the company makes yeah but yeah it'd be very interesting like if they added that they had accidentally just stolen it from someone else's embezzling scheme or something like someone else was already running that hack and they just took it that would have been sweet yeah yeah, like, they don't go to jail because everyone else involved would has, have to go to jail, too. Has also been doing it, yeah. Yeah. A great. judge is just like, uh, it's all right. It's all right. You guys are pretty small fry in comparison to what the managers were <laughs> yeah. doing. Like, I'm not going to bang my gavel this many times in one day. <laughs> you guys get out of here. I'm going to get wrist strain. RSI. Yeah. Oh, my gavel arm is so weak. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, uh, we go to, cut back to the office, and it's Lumberg's birthday. Uh, is it more poor Milton here, who doesn't get his piece mm. of cake? Everyone just singing, um, 
happy birthday as well or like the the part of happy birthday that they can sing in a film um it's just like oh it's legal now they realize that the oh, um, really mildred and patty hill never actually had the rights to it oh shit as, like for as long as they should have oh man so you can sing happy yeah. birthday in a in a in a film now yeah as of um 2015 can we do it on the podcast <laughs> should we <laughs> take it away james <laughs> no i'm not gonna sing it right now uh <laughs> <laughs> i know when you're gonna sing it it's just like a free amount of power that we now yeah. have though like uh, that feels really good oh my gosh <laughs> i'm happy that i'm not gonna get copyright striked for singing happy birthday accidentally yeah you know? oh man uh but yeah uh it's yeah, the, them handing out the cake and Milton not get, getting any. This weirdly works for me as a sink over over money <laughs> at the moment here. We're getting, like, oh, yeah. money's, like, solo rolling in. And we're just, like, it's like a slow zoom on Milton <laughs> as he's passing <laughs> this cake around. And it really, I don't know, it just works. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm for it. Yeah. It's interesting that we didn't mention that, like, the previous scene is them dealing with too much money. That's very money. true but um yeah no this sinks too with it. that's a real sink but yeah this yeah this was just like a feeling that i had i was like oh yeah this is yeah Ooh. this could be scoring you know when you get a sink where it's just like this could be the real score <laughs> of the film? yeah 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 that's how i felt i don't know okay awesome yeah uh yeah so they don't know what to do and um they're in very deep shit uh they're like discussing stuff and it turns out they're like um here they, it turns out that joanna didn't sleep with uh the lumberg that's peter's boss it was a different guy called lumberg who moved yeah which is like it shouldn't matter guys like yeah it's a weird thing to obsess uh, yeah it would have been better if he'd just forgiven it or like not forgiven it but like let it go yeah right i don't know it's yeah. it's weird that like it's like it doesn't matter but yeah it's this weird thing that it's like oh it wasn't even the right lumberg is like how yeah. he apologizes later on and it's like fuck dude like you yeah. still clearly care about it like if it had been that lumberg maybe you wouldn't be apologizing like you still really haven't mm. learned the lesson right like yeah i don't know it's bad but man i want to know more about the stuff of lumberg <laughs> what's he about he's left he's left the co left the company and gone to a different part of america a month <sighs> ago so shout outs to other lumberg yeah maybe he was driven out by the current lumberg for yeah, sharing sure. the same too name. many lumbergs it's a real michael yeah. bolton james Barron situation <laughs> yeah you know um but yeah there's there's another weird bit here where there's a door-to-door -door salesman with which they try and get to launder money for them because he says that he was a crack addict as part of his like magazine yeah. salesman thing it's like yeah, this this whole sequence feels very like racial profile -y as well and it's no good <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I love the actor though, Orlando Orlando Jones. Yeah. And like he based that role on his own niece who apparently was so like did not care when she was trying to sell magazines. Like did wow, the same like steering into space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good delivery for sure. Like. Yeah. He's making the best out of this like. This kind of iffy. Tiny iffy. role in the film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the joke that he is actually an unemployed software uh, engineer is very good. I, th I think that's, yeah. that's quite funny. Um, he's like in the exact same situation as these guys. Yeah. 
but yeah uh, and then he blackmails them into buying 40 subscriptions to vibe magazine which is great yeah well i mean they have yeah. the money right like pre- that's true presumably yeah. a small amount of it has now gone into these subscriptions <laughs> so yeah it works out for this guy um but yeah, uh, they everyone's like very upset with Peter, and they all like walk out of the house like upset that they're going to go to prison. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, even Lawrence wants nothing to do to him. He says that he's not going to come round through the wall, which is very fun. Um, yeah, they, he has another nightmare where um, the Samir and Michael get sentenced to prison, and the judge, his sentencing of Peter is just that. He's led a trite and meaningless life and that he's a very bad person. And that's his, like, sentence. Yeah. Which I think is it's good, like, nightmare logic. Which I think oh, heck which yeah. is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I reckon the judge is only saying that because his gavel arm is too tired. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I only want to bang that gavel once, guys. Come on. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to sentence all three of you right now <laughs> for different things. Um, and yeah. Uh... Peter goes and apologizes to Joanna. It's again, as we said, not a great apology, but whatever. Um, she says that uh, delivers sort of the lesson of the film, and that uh, she says that most people don't like their jobs, but they go out there and try and find something that makes them happy. You know, mm. yeah, we've covered that again at the start. Uh, yeah, we get into any color you like as. Um, uh, Peter is like gone and delivering. He's trying to deliver the money back under Lumberg's door in the form of like banknotes, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it's an bonds. explanation. Like, I did this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a letter yeah. explaining what happened. Uh, and he's ready to face the music. He puts it under the door and then immediately like tries and gets it back, like regrets it. Yeah. Because he's a shell of a person. And um, yeah, he tries to like grab it from under the door but can't. And so it's like, all right. Uh, the next morning. Milton is like gone to Lumberg to complain about his situation. <laughs> He's been sent to mm. the uh, basement and all this horrible stuff has happened to him. Um, and he's like, gets sent away by the secretary who like runs away. And then he, <laughs> he like, uh, just was like, well, I can't, if I can't speak to him, I'm at least going to get my stapler back and like goes mm. into Lumberg's office and steps on top of the, uh, the money there. And yeah, we cut away from him. Um, uh, Peter, the next morning, like, says goodbye to Lawrence. He's like, I guess I'm going away for a while. <laughs> See ya, <laughs> man. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, rolls up to the office to face the music. And the building is on fire. B- yeah. Milton has followed through on his threats and has burned the office down. Um, and yeah, we see him, like, trying to sneak away. <laughs> As, as we're in brain damage and we get the lunatic is on the grass as right he is he is the lunatic sneaking away over the grass because the the idea was i think a lot of people assume maybe the lunatic is on the grass was a reference to the kennedy assassination yeah and the way they shoot this where a lone man in a crowd like sneaks away mm. while a camera like pulls out is very like 1960s kennedy kind of very thing. similar energy for sure yeah yeah that's that's dead on Nice. So that's a sweet sink. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one for the boys. The boys in Sink Floyd. Um, <laughs> we'll let them know. Yeah. Call us up. Send us send <laughs> us a letter and and three hundred thousand dollars in bail bonds, please. Uh, please. Please. <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. We get like sweet shots of uh, office interiors and cubicles on fire and stuff, and that's 
yeah satisfying it's good stuff we see it um what's her name an agatha comic or the the um oh yeah dilbert-esque character who goes like ack <laughs> her comic strip is on fire which i thought very officey yeah all these like references to like i guess uh fellow uh comic artists and cartoons of about offices yeah, yeah. pretty nice i'm kind of surprised there isn't a dilbert reference maybe it's like um out of step in time or something maybe dilbert came after this film i don't think that's right but no i looked it up um so i was dilbert came before this yeah. and then the office obviously ricky gervais followed yeah. by um uh greg daniels and mike Schur. that was later American one that came way later yeah, yeah and this kind of movie both thematically and like in terms of time is like right in the middle of like people mm. hated on offices yeah yeah it, they're yeah. all kind of similar doing the same kind of thing for sure yeah yeah nice i think i've told you this before but like dilbert comics as of like uh may 2020 maybe even earlier april they're the exact same comics set in an office but the guy drew little masks on everyone for that's, the um, pandemic yeah you did tell me that that's wild like it's so wild that's the only difference like i i think yeah. <laughs> i think it's kind of cool and that it's like promoting like good office culture during a pandemic i guess and that like you should wear yeah. a mask but, but they're still in the office. They yeah. didn't adjust the jokes to be about... Um, like, just everyone's like, stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a weird little detail to be, like, added to a comic, for sure, where it didn't It didn't yeah. need to be. Like, I don't think... It's, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that message means from the Dilbert comic creator. I don't know what you're trying to tell yeah. me, really, with that. Especially the, like, um, Dilbert guy being quite Trumpy and everything as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. We won't get into it. Uh, no. Yeah, we cut to the future now um, to see where everyone has ended up after this fire. Uh, we've got Peter is out cleaning up after the fire. He's, like, um, doing a physical labor job with Lawrence at his side. They're co-workers now. Um, just cleaning up after the fire. Um, and, yeah, he's, like, much happier like doing a physical job outside hanging yeah, out with his buddy size. lawrence like yeah then he was in an office so it's a good outcome for him um oh yeah uh the other two samir and michael are now working for a completely interchangeable company um <laughs> they're working for inner trode which is yeah. like basically the exact same job where they were before but they're happy there where they like didn't get found out for fraud um, yeah exactly yeah they offer a job to peter and he's like nah i'm actually i'm good guys yeah go go have fun i'll see you later um we also find out that he's uh, still having a good uh relationship with joanna and mm. yeah um they're having a chat with lawrence and he says fucking a <laughs> lawrence's catchphrase <laughs> fucking a which is something so I say good. all the time, I think, because of the film. But Yeah, there's a real beautiful delivery of, like, fucking A, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun to say when someone, like, actually, like, says something deep and you kind of, you have no smart answer. Fucking A, yeah. Fucking A, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Add it to your vernacular. Yeah. That's another lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah finally final shot of the film we cut to the bahamas or a luxury resort somewhere on a desert island and uh, milton mm. is out here 
enjoying a Mai Tai because he, before he burned down the building, he stole all the money. He, he picked up the, the envelope that we saw. And, yeah. And so, yeah, he's out here enjoying life. Still com- well, he's not enjoying it in the slightest. No, he's, he's complaining. He's still complaining. He's still doing his mumbly thing where everyone just ignores him being insufferable and, like, having a terrible yeah. time. And, yeah, he's like, threatens to, like, buy the hotel and bowl it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah he's going to add, like, cyanide to the guacamole at one point. Yeah. It's very... Very fun. We haven't really said it. Very fun having subtitles on for this movie. Yeah. Because Milton is saying a lot of lines and when you can read them, it's really good. Yeah, a lot of funny stuff, but we just usually would be glossing over it as movie watchers because it's it's mostly inaudible. So, (laughs) yeah, pretty sweet that we get to enjoy it. But yeah, that's it. Uh, We get into the credits over Eclipse. Um, Yeah, very nice. So yeah, a tidy two playthrough movie um you gotta love it yeah what did you think how did it sink what did i think and how did it sink my main reference was in the way this sank and it might have been because they're both you know completely relatable everyday men dealing with the corporate realities of america Mm. a lot of the room oh yeah very similar yeah actually yeah yeah, you chuck a Pink Floyd on these films and they become very similar. Yeah, this is the the film that we would see if um, if we saw what uh, his job was like, uh, what Tommy yeah. in the room's job was like, you know. But it's just Tommy injected into that office environment where he just doesn't care <laughs> as a character, you know. He's been hypnotized. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That actually makes a lot what of sense. What we should do, yeah. Let's remake it. It's Michael Bolton, the singer, deep fake as Michael Bolton, yeah. the character. Tommy Wiseau as Tommy Peter. Wiseau. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gary Coleman okay. as uh, Lumberg instead of Gary Cole. All right. Um, John C. McGinley can play both Bobs. Yes. Two John um, C. McGinleys side by side. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably still get Jennifer Anderson back because I don't think she's got like any real like sitcom money. No, or she probably needs it. Probably struggling yeah. for money, so we could probably get her. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, pretty good. We booked it in. <laughs> there you go. Cast. Um, but that doesn't solve our pressing situation. No, it doesn't. It solves. <laughs> how does this thing? Solves some situation, but not the one that we need right now. No. Nah. You know. I reckon a six, and we slide it just hi- slightly higher on the sixes than we gave the room. Sweet. That makes sense to cool. me, man. Yeah, six. Fucking A. Fucking A. Oh. Yeah, lock it in. Uh, lock it in. That's a six on the graph. What are we doing next week, Gareth? Well, as we took these two, we took this, like, seed of Pink Floyd and we planted it into office space and we mm. watched it grow into this beautiful tree. The seeds. And a strange new branch did emerge from this tree and I want to take a clipping of that and I want to nurture that branch. <laughs> and that is, of course, Pink Floyd over breakdancing. <gasps> so there's no option but for us to watch Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Whoa! 1984. All right. I've never heard yeah. of this, but I'm very excited. What? Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Right. A man dances in a corner on the ceiling. Oh, hell yeah. Dancing on the ceiling? Or something like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lionel Richie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you then for that. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Any other and summing yeah. up that we have to do? Any plugs? Um, 
No, no, I think um, Comedy Fest is well underway as you're hearing this. Hell yeah. So if you're in Auckland, Wellington, and I think the rest of New Zealand, go see as much as you can because it's wild that we can do that. Go see some live Um, comedy. It's like one of the few places in the world where you can. Yeah, exactly. It's sweet. And like, even if you're not in those main towns in uh, New Zealand, like there's loads of cool comedians out there. Yeah. A crazy amount of the best comedians um, at the comedy gala that I went to last night all mentioned they were from Christchurch or I knew they were from Christchurch. Yo. Like, small towns... Small towns breed them funny. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Get amongst. Get amongst. Fucking um, And if you want to get amongst learning more about Sink Floyd, you can follow us at Sink Floyd Pod on Twitter, Sink Floyd on Letterboxd, and email SinkFloydPod at gmail.com. No one's done that one yet, but you know. I want to get an email. Send us an email. Yeah, I'd love an email. Yeah, man. Want it. Some, Someone once emailed my improv group during our show because I mentioned we had an email address and it was just a photo of us on stage. <laughs> That's great. So funny. I love that. That's some yeah. quality improv from the audience. Yeah. That's a yes and. I love it. <laughs> it was literally the subject line was, yeah, okay. <laughs> email us. And they're like, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah. That's great stuff. Uh so you you go type those emails and CC your eight bosses. And until then, I've been Gareth Black. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Happy birthday. No, I'm not going to do it. See ya. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I can't run the risk. Goodbye.